Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Company podcast. We're a brand new church launching in the great city of Manchester in the north of England. And in this podcast, we're going to be explaining who we are, how we got here, and the kind of church that we're building. We want to equip and inspire you to build a life that you can be proud of and to face your future with hope. Thanks for listening. Hello, so this is the last uh, podcast in our first series. First series I know, already. I know, we did it. We've never done any podcasts and then nope. we did six. This is new. This is the year of doing things for the first time. <laughs> How many things have we done for the first time? I don't even want to count. <sighs> I think I made an omelette for the first time. <laughs> anyway, we call this one uh, Lessons from the First Year or something like that. And uh, we just... We were mm. sitting around with friends yesterday and they said, do you realise it's the first year since you did your... This first weekend, gathering. The first gathering, the yeah. first interest meeting as Kingdom Company yeah. where we just sent out some random invites to people and said, anybody want to build a church in the Northern Quarter? <laughs> and some people came. Oh, <laughs> I was so relieved. <laughs> oh man, that first meeting was so scary. I don't think I've been that anxious like in such a long time. Oh. My armpits were sweating all night. <laughs> Stingy. You know when you're Stingy really nervous armpit. about something. I, I remember just opening my mouth and like, Ma, what's Came out like really fast, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, what's coming out? <laughs> Stop saying things. Yeah. My brain's going, get a grip yourself. My mouth's going, <laughs> woohoo, we're free. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So we've uh, <laughs> set each other. We set each other a couple of uh, questions. Yeah. But we've also got a couple of things that we'd like to share. Mm. They're just big thoughts, I suppose, and they're just genuine things that have impacted us this yeah. first year. So Claire, what is a big takeaway for you from the first year of Planting Kingdom Company? Oh, when you when we began to discuss like this episode, I was like, you know what? I could say, I could say, I've learned that. Um, I've just got to stick to a plan and you know I've got to trust God more and you know just give you some really glib things but I just thought maybe that's not as useful as saying I've had to learn to embrace my leadership style for many many years I would say that I have gone into leading things with the tension of like trying to be something that somebody else wanted me to be probably like a ton of you resonate with that and um, I naturally go into service mode with other people but I actually really want to lead stuff I don't and I've struggled to understand why do I want to lead stuff but I don't always want to be like the person that's on the charge at the front going tally-ho let's all go do this let's run off into the distance we're going to go in this direction um, I think I've probably let myself off the hook for many years on understanding that there are different leadership models and a friend of ours who we were with this time last year actually she sort of helped me to understand that my style of leadership is more like a radial leader where I'm in the middle and there's lots of spokes that come off and then a wheel turns because of it and so I really still want to be you know leading something 
but I want to be doing it as though I'm in the middle of something. So we're in it together, but I'm really comfortable in bringing direction, in bringing leadership, in making decisions, in making stuff better, in helping you. But I don't want to be perceived. I don't want to position myself as being like at the top of something. But also I appreciate, more than appreciate, I celebrate that there are visionary leaders who are built and designed to be like that. There are also those that are like totally servant leaders who are underneath and underpinning, you know, there's all these different leadership models. But if I'm honest, I think I probably let myself off the hook in fully embracing that style of leadership. And so that's my biggest takeaway. Would you, would you say that has been, you've seen that? I've seen what, that you've embraced it? Yeah, yeah. I think I would say you've, um, you've grown in confidence massively. Yeah. You always need space to move into and you don't yeah. move into anything unless you've got space to move into it. Yeah, that's so, really true. So if somebody's in the space that you want to move into, you're so kind and you're so like serving, you won't move into it. But you need space to move into so you actually feel hemmed in when mm. if you're not if you think your skill set or your stuff isn't required you'll just go somewhere else where it's required totally. so don't everybody do that no <laughs> <laughs> no but that's it's, it's, i'm not gonna elbow in yeah <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a different leadership style. I know, but, I know. But, but no, there's no, 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 thing. Yeah, but that's I the like, thing. So yeah. you needed space to move into. Yeah. And so you've moved into the space mm. or you've occupied the space. Mm. Um, but you always do it like it's always on behalf of somebody else. You're almost like an advance party on behalf mm. of somebody else or other people. Like you occupy the space and then you come back and go, hey, look what I found. This is amazing. Come over here. Like We're going to have some fun doing this thing. So you just did this. We just did this thing at Kingdom Company where Claire organised a photo or or Sunday (laughs) that was. We recorded backing vocals for a new single and we did a photo shoot on the same Sunday. That was so much fun. So much fun, and it was a good example of Claire and others going ahead and then creating space for others to be Mm. involved. And I think that's what you. But now you've got the space to do it. Mm. That pioneering part of you has come alive again, and you're walking into things that you've never done before on a regular basis and you're making space for others so that's why mm. i would say god has often spoken to me through other people in certain regular language that happens and it would be like the pioneer language right. or it might be a number of times people have prophesied over me the trailblazing mm. which is which is not what you think is somebody who leads out front which is i lived a bit confused by that actually right. for a little while but a trailblazer is somebody who goes through the woods and paints an arrow or a cross on the woods so that people who are running or doing a cross-country run know where to go. So that's what a trailblazer is. Isn't that good, right? And Jesus is the trailblazer. The word actually, there is that language used that Jesus is a trailblazer. So I was like, oh, I'm in good company. And then then also um, a number of times, even just before we came to Manchester, where people started to talk about me being more like a, um, a queen be but not but but in the work with the with the worker bees and that's again in the hive getting the keeping things moving so that other people go out and work and come back not like again in the language of somebody standing and being you know mm. pointing direction mm. or bringing instruction or mm. rule and um have i really had to embrace that this year mm. i think i have definitely like say let myself off the hook on either not fully digging into that and Mm. growing that and owning that Mm. 
or letting other people dictate to me right. what I would be yeah. and allowing people to be be like get the wrong idea of my style right, of leadership yeah. that and somehow I was comfortable in being not at the forefront of something when actually I really do want to be I really do want to be yeah. right in the middle of making decisions and yeah. really come alive yeah. in that so I've learned that that's been that's taken me a lot of courage this year um, Smashed it. Yeah. You oh, have. thanks. A radial leader. Radial leader. Yeah. I'm still getting to know what that means. Yeah, it's great. I'm still learning, definitely. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, what about you? What's your first um, lesson? Uh, the one takeaway? that instantly leapt out when we were talking about this one, and I've been reflecting on it actually for quite a few months, is uh, you need friends. Hmm. Um, Why is that important? I don't want to get emotional. Let's just say it is important and move emotion. on. No, you've got to say why. You can't <laughs> let me like <laughs> chat on about <laughs> my lesson yeah, and you just go, because it is. I, I might cry or something. Oh, so, that's all right. Um, because I think I'd... Is it Brené Brown talks about armoured leadership? Mm. I've never really mm. read any of her books or anything, but you've said it, so mm. I feel like I second and know what she's talking about. But um, the whole idea of like armoured leadership where you're not, you sort of feel like you've got to protect yourself. And I think the friends that maybe I've made this year or definitely some of the older friends that I've been reacquainted with mm. or the older friends that have been repositioned into a healthier space and the new friends who've come along or moved into a different space. It's been amazing. I've just sort of softened me a bit. Mm. in it being a battle or a war or a, <laughs> a, a revolution that needs leading. It's actually, <laughs> Matt, put down your weapons. <laughs> it, you know, it's a kingdom that's advancing and we're all going there together. And, uh, you know, none of us have got it all together and none of us have all the answers. We all have different expressions, but there's space in the kingdom for us to be able to do what God's called each of us to do individually as leaders there's also space in the kingdom for us to have individual leadership styles and so you and me working together me as more of a traditional visionary directional mm. leader and you as a radial leader um, there's space in the kingdom company and in the kingdom itself for both for both yeah and actually the mm. more the merrier like bring it on totally. so I think I think I've moved away from more of a protection in stance or protective stance mm. and to like I've got this thing and I need to get it out of me into a more celebratory and mm. hey friends come and help us build this thing and then people have just been ridiculous you've been dead intentional about that though this <laughs> last year yeah, well, you have we've had to say we've yeah. had to really work hard at some friendships mm. say sorry and open up some channels of communication which just you know I don't know ask for it's, help ask for help I I've and I've sensed God's pleasure in mm. that more than ever I have before, um, and I think I am more relational than I'd realised, and mm. I am more people mean more to me than I'd realised. My mates mean more to me than I realised, and um, the loneliness of stepping out of a context mm. where we've done life with people for seventeen years is part of the process of coming into what God's called us to do next totally it's part of the sacrifice right but it hasn't been as long and as painful yeah. as i thought it would be mm. that actually already a year in 
we've made some amazing friends and we be, we constantly make friends wherever we go so mm. i'm not just here blowing smoke like and, and making it up and saying it's all ideal mm. but honestly it's just been there's just been space for new things and new friendships and new like people being so generous and oh. that just always that just always does me how anyway. like consistently encouraging have people been to mm. us though oh yeah like i know if you believe the things if i believe the things that went on in my head you know i was just gonna die in the wilderness you know but then when you get out and you, the kingdom's massive the kingdom's yeah. expanding god's got all kinds totally. of incredible people already lined up for us and that's true for you dear listener you for all of us he's got where he calls us he equips us and he's already given us relationships to do the things that he's asked us to do but not just so we can do tasks yeah. so that we can make friends and that we can let people in and that we can have fun while we do it so my life is definitely getting more fun it's definitely becoming mm. more um, just connected all the parts of my life are getting more connected so we need friends and you I think coming from a band perspective as yeah, well man. the comrade oh, the yeah. Like and then being around people every day to being around just me and you every day. Uh, I mean, we love each other, but <laughs> it's, it can it can be intense, right? Oh yeah. Because actually, the balance of having big groups of people that you can bounce ideas off and just just go and do amazing things with and do life with and community with and conversation with and mm. then you know all those friendships and relationships that you've had over years it's just a different it's a paradigm shift it really is yeah and so those friendships have been really important i tell you what i've been um it's interesting you say that about friendship but i've been really just uh, i don't even know what the word is maybe nicely surprised mm -hmm. by the relationships and the friendships we've built over years that are yeah. outside of the church that we were at before yeah. who have have outlived and in fact been enriched by us stepping into something new yeah too right yeah like in my worst nightmares us coming out of where we were before uh. meant like death to everything we'd ever done we, we had no idea right well i think it's because you <laughs> you're afraid that that might happen mm -hmm. because you invested so much of your life into it and that's exactly the opposite of what's happened mm. and um that is really really good and that is honestly i'll teach on it one day because i think it's powerful that you make what does it say peacemakers who sow in righteousness will raise a harvest for peace like even in transition you've got to try and sow peacefully and you've got to try and then god will bring you a harvest of righteousness like he'll he'll see to it that if you transition as best you can nobody's perfect but that you will raise a harvest of righteousness mm. and everybody wins like that's, that's god's economy everybody wins everybody wins and um just seeing the body of christ hurt mm. so many times by bad transitions and all of us who are involved like even in coming into the city of manchester and hanging mm. out with those people they've they've been they've trans helped us transition really well even let, let alone oh, yeah. the people who helped us transition mm. out of our last church um, it just I'm just I couldn't be more grateful for the mm. way that it's panned out and uh, then mm. now you just feel springboarded into what comes next like because that went really well ah, 
Right. Uh, all right, Claire, have you got... Um, oh, there's one more that you want to talk about, isn't there, for sure? Another lesson. What, what did I say? Uh, you said over-functioning, oh, which yeah. is a word that you introduced me to. <laughs> is it one oh. word or two words? Hyphenated I don't know. Words? Yeah, probably hyphenated. I've written it down as one word, so I hope you don't oh, mind. Farming, over-functioning. Man, I think I have been doing this for the last 45 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you define over-functioning? What okay, is it? so... There's a difference between bringing your best and just and creating space for your capacity to, to grow. Mm. That's different mm. than what I've discovered this last year is I've been overperforming to validate my reason for doing things. Wow. So like I am just want to do right by people. Mm. My I am a two on the Enneagram. I'm also protagonist on the sixteen personalities. So I'm like a philanthropist with a desire to make the world a better place. Right. It's like my I wake up feeling like what can I do to serve, you know, my my neighbour, my cat, my like the builders, whoever it is I bump into. And so um put that in a melting pot of like a job where there's lots of goals lots of things to achieve lots of activity to keep you busy and then take that away so like this time last year take all of that away and it's just me myself and I sat under my stairs trying to grow a business mm. and grow a business model where I am the commodity because I'm a consultant now going into churches mm. and charities and yeah. helping them with different things and, um, and a church planter and a church planter so take all of the other stuff away, the activity that probably fulfilled a lot of my identity. Now put it into this place where every hour counts and I'm, I'm paying. And, and for every hour in the first few months, I was doing three or four and overperforming and overfunctioning. In actual fact, what I, when you're in a big environment and you can absorb it into volunteer hours, because everybody who's a staff member in a church is a volunteer too, right? You just have to. Yeah. There's no, you can't cut it off. Yeah. But realising I was probably doing a 60-hour week yeah. and regularly for years and not not recognising it. Like, I'm not saying that now because I want some sort of recognition for yeah. it. I'm saying it because of what I've recognised in the last year is transfer that into another context and it just isn't okay because that's not long-term manageable for my <sighs> client, in fact. Yeah. Like, say I work with somebody for three months I, they pay me for, you know, five hours a week and I'm giving them 15 hours a week. What happens when they try and employ somebody else? Because as a consultant, you go in, you help agitate, you make something better and then you put in place something else. They're not going to actually be able to like get the same number of hours. I love how you think immediately about how it would affect other people. <laughs> like, it's you know, what about the them. person who comes after me? <laughs> I'm thinking, what about you right now? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that that's still something to learn right i'm still in the like no, no, but that, I'm still that's how you wired it. yeah like that is amazing <laughs> but what so, about the people who come next after me i will give them a my client like from the false responsibility they can't meet that demand maybe they don't have the the uh, like the knowledge or the expertise or the desire or the drive or maybe they're just better bounded than i am and, <laughs> and so i'm like oh my gosh this is like this is an issue this is an issue i've been i'm overperforming and i'm overfunctioning for the wrong reasons yeah. it's absolutely beautiful when you're reaching for something and you stretch your capacity and you do more than you ever dreamed you could do but i know that this last year that's what i've been uncovering and uncoupling myself from is not that i am i am well past 
like that. And it's not even about my capacity because what I'm doing is by filling my time with extra right. stuff, I'm not actually leaving space for the stuff that fills my, that stretches my capacity. Because right. I have an appetite, don't I, for yeah. doing stuff. Yes, you do. Like I could, I've, I've, I've like, I don't know what it is, but I can get up early in the morning and work till late at night and get up the next day. I'm, I'm like very the ox grateful for that. side of like the facets of Jesus. I can just go long hours, long distance, doing the same thing over and over again. And so um, I'm having to uncouple myself because for me to be and understand my true pro productivity, my value as a leader, my understanding of where I am now, I've got to stop over-performing and over-functioning as though it's a performance. Oh, I hate even saying that out loud. You just did. I know. And we recorded it. I know. But anyway, yeah, that's just, it's did just what it like is. you feel like the balance is back? Yeah. Okay. Do you know, I, do you know what I did? I so. bought myself a little timer, kitchen timer. Yeah. Beep. Put myself on clock. Most people, I think, will put themselves on clock to make sure they do their hours. I'm like, oh, I've done. I still gave people a few extra more than more than more than they paid me for. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, how many? How much extra am I now? Is good? Is mm -hmm. useful? Is just because. I just love them and I want to do, and they're, they're working really hard. Mm. And a lot of my work is with churches who are volunteers, mm. you know, not, not, not all of the people I work with are mm. fully paid members of the church. Mm -hmm. They're doing it. So I feel like I've got to work along. I've got to be prepared to work alongside that as well. But it's been a real, yeah, that's been a lot of hard work for me. Where's my value? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, not, I'm resisting that over functioning, over performing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Leaving space for other things. Yeah, for sure. More productive use of my time. Yeah. And other people's finances. <laughs> okay. Have you seen, have you, have you seen that? Have um, you noticed that, do you think? I've noticed it. Yeah, uh, yes. You tend to be more like, you feel the emotion yeah, of uh, like the heart responsibility. Like they mm. say about twos, don't they? That mm. they're heart people. Mm -hmm. And so I've noticed I've had to learn the reasons you get involved in something, and how to help when um, it it might be just a bit mm. too much for you. But I do think, yeah, I think you're more self determined than you were before. So you can set your own agenda. You found rhythms in the work mm. in your work. You found rhythm rhythms in church. You found you've resisted getting involved in things that you didn't didn't feel like we're your best fit now and, and and sure enough other people have come through in those areas mm. that are their best fit whereas before you would have just hoovered it up mm. so um no it's definitely healthier 100 percent. in in terms of being then a church leader or church planter how i can see the benefit of that out at playing out is that if i can if i can navigate that and figure that out now I'm not going to transfer that onto other people that are wired like me, you know? Yeah. So like those others that are going to be around me, who are going to be joining us who themselves have already feel like at their last church experience or work experience that people have just taken whatever they've given. Yeah, yeah. Like I wish, I do wish somebody would have gone to me. Can we get you more productive and less busy? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, for whatever reason but maybe that's because that's well, maybe now you're a trailblazer yeah yeah and you go and mark the trees for other so, people uh, and, and and that's what yeah i have to get i have to yeah. as a leader now i have to i have to maintain that healthy goal yeah, you do, yeah. it's good yeah. yeah what what would you what's your second lesson uh, you have to have a strategy which i hadn't realized 
Um, I think I hadn't been near key level decision making mm. for a while, and I had I've relearned the value of vision, values, strategy, mm. and how I flipping love them, and how they yeah, good at and it. how important they yeah. are to an organization mm. and to a family is you have to prioritize mm. and you have to say this is our goal and this is our mission and these these things aren't and these things are mm. and even in the friendships like i felt do you remember like maybe maybe about six months ago maybe about eight months ago something like that we were having a lot of conversations with lots of different people about lots of different things and it felt like i like options and i think mm. you should always get away from if there's just two options in front of you you should always look for a fourth, fifth, sixth, or yeah, seventh. Yeah. Like it's just smart to be able yeah, to yeah. like increase the amount of options you've got. Should never, as a leader, paint yourself in the corner and only have one or two options. But I did feel like it was time to sort of, all right, Lord, we need your guidance on who are our ministry partners now in terms of helping us with the vision that you've given us. Sure. Who's going to help us maximize that vision? And so there were two key ministry partners that you know have, have really stood out to us and uh, one of them is the free methodist church whose um doctrine we absolutely love who's uh covering spiritual covering theological training we're really appreciating at the moment mm. and they have a vast experience in church planting in the uk and globally and globally mm. um too and they've been pastorally so supportive yeah, and kind and um opened up their resources to us mm. in a most like amazing way and being great friends like just alongside partners and just true like solids like that and then we've partnered with arc uh arc um in ireland actually because there at the moment isn't an arc in the uk but we're hoping that that will mm. we're believing that that will change soon um that the arc have planted something like 600 churches in the u.s oh, and 93 percent of them are still going so after good. three years because of their church planting strategy and model strategy. which is you know really smart yeah. and just really really basic on marketing on fundraising mm. on money on marriage on on uh, ministry on team building on ethics on protocols all the stuff that i mean you and i have a certain skill set but there's plenty of things we've never done before mm. And it's just amazing to have strategic friends or friends in strategy together that you can partner with and pick up the phone and go, uh, how do you do that? I've never done this before. Could you have seen that, saying, saying then you've learned the importance of strategy, could you have seen yourself going in a different direction then? Um, yeah. This time, might... if, you'd, if you'd have not applied that. Well, I think the context of church we've been involved with means we've been taught or we're expected to think in a certain way yeah. and loads of that is really helpful like mm. size like impact but then there's a lot of things that we i hadn't been involved in before like in a very localized context in this smaller expression mm. and there's this nuanced balance between the two where you have to look after you know the commission is you know local regional mm. But it is actually global, and we've been a part of a church that's got a global reach. So we've experienced it, which mm. a lot of church pastors or church planters haven't had. So we felt like, how could we redeem that experience for what came next? Because mm. does that mean the global thing's over? Does that mean that we're just going to be like 25 people in a coffee shop? And I think what, mm. what kind of provoked me was, after a while, I was like, no, it isn't. Mm. 
no this wasn't about our last church this is actually in us like and the re this is in us because god's put it in us to do something that's not just for a localized um community mm. but actually for the region and for hopefully global like mm. you can't control that and it can sound faintly ridiculous to say it now when we're only however many people in you know in, in the launch team but it's like but you've got to set off with vision and i think that's I the agree. part of me that yeah pure pure came alive yeah again it was like dang i thought it was just the place we were at it's not the place we were at it's in us yeah and so then you go right if that's in us we've got to be around people who go oh yeah i raised a quarter of a million for my church and i'll teach you how to do it and i'm like yeah. i need to be around those people <laughs> i need to be around yeah. people who build like for the long haul who understand um what it's like to manage platforms of great significance yeah. not because you know i'm all of that but because we're in a city context like i've said in the last podcast where you know was nearly a hundred thousand students from all over the world come to the city of manchester there's five institutions of higher education you know seven million people with it live within an hour's drive of where we're planting there's 2.7 nearly 2.8 million people in the greater manchester area you know it's so well connected by tram it's like it's like a setup it's like going to the city and and, and affect culture and don't think small if you're going to think small why are you planting the church because mm. god's church is expansive it's life-giving so i suppose i got back in touch with that way of thinking and having yeah. no roadmap and only having a compass and not having a map helped me get back in touch with and then sure enough what's happened is we've started to connect with people who mm. think like that sure enough we've connected some of our friends with other people who think like that and and we're beginning to build networks and we're beginning to rebuild relationships again so mm. i i can live for that stuff i love that stuff i'm I just really relieved i it. have to be honest i'm really relieved you've accessed that bit of you because i mean we've worked together on and off for years um, and in our last season, we actually worked quite close together. We were running yeah. a whole department together of church life. But there's parts of you at times that is, which actually we all love because it's the bring the party mat. It's the mat that can bring the party. It's like, oh, this is a really good idea. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. But then you'll go, but now. <laughs> and like this last year, watching that, watching that married with the strategy. So you're now going, oh, let's do this. And here's how. Ah, right, that's right, right, really right. been like it's oh, it's definitely like um a strength that's been added to you oh good does that make it sound like no no it does do you know what i mean uh, no it does because you are you know you're a you're a very um instinctive in mm, some things yeah. and when you love something and you suddenly like see it yeah. you want to see it in everybody's hands it's probably like quite the culture bringing part of yeah. you but having you reach for strategy yeah you're very strategic anyway so like no, as the, in, you know what i mean you know it's, the, it's the taking the time yeah yeah to sit down and articulate it and learn to articulate yeah, yeah. the strategy that you've got yeah. and then for me to learn and not to apologize yeah so we're putting our values excellence yeah. and i was chatting with a mate of mine he's like he was like i said he said to me i'm glad you've put that in he says because there's a lot of people who are building church and this is his perspective i don't know about mine but they're they're getting rid of that excellence as a value because it can feel like it's pressure and i said yeah but we don't see it as pressure we see it as jesus gave us an excellent mm. 
gift in his in his own life and sacrifice we have the holy spirit that does jesus did all things well it said so it's not that we're all perfect but it's something that we reach for is better Mm. more by the power of his holy spirit increased by the power of his holy spirit greater peace greater authority why because the kingdom of god is constantly expanding it says in isaiah of Mm. the increase of his government and his peace there will be no end like and so we're gonna have to lift our Mm. game like practically skill level understanding level and that appeals to the I get sort you. of visionary sort of sort of that, that part of me as a leader funny isn't it because um it's just like the people of god to make something that was supposed to be liberating a religion <laughs> <laughs> you know excellence was supposed to be about liberating yeah. and lifting burdens off and we made it about like it has to be done this way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and it's... <laughs> you know jesus like no it's about liberating others and lifting burdens right. excellence makes stuff better right. it makes the experience right. better right. makes makes things makes people be able to learn better know more of god you know easier and it's like yeah we've so made like a religion when, out when of we it. were studying spiritual <laughs> gifts and that couple in our church like yeah we built a board game that would help what? people understand it better and we were like what you built a board game <laughs> yeah. who builds a board game apparently they built apparently a board they game do. they built a board game to help excellent. people and it was excellent it was it was made well it was thought through oh, it was, it was so constructed good. with and it was it, it was so it was so people were so surprised to see it done yeah. with excellence and oh, that. Yeah. I'm like shoot but i do think that's yeah. the visionary leader's job mm. set a standard hold it up and say no we're going to do everything to the best of our ability here mm. and we're not going to apologize for it i don't care what the world says we're not being conformed to the standards mm. of the world you know Right. Like we we, right. we got we're on mission. We got stuff to do. Right. So I think that part of me is, um, which was there but was probably frustrated, um, is now finding a more. I hope, like you say, I hope it is a more helpful expression because yeah, it's really I good. feel like it's growing in me. Mm, it's really and, good. Um, I want to help more people. So, um, have you got another? Oh, that's you. Yeah, you've that's done it. two, and I've done two. Yeah, we said we two. do two. Yeah, we done yeah. four. We. So it's um, been a good year, though. It's been a good year. Yeah, it's been a really good year. Like I don't think i could have forecasted how liberated i would feel Mm. how like it really can be built you know you pull all the best aspects of church experience Mm -hmm. and you reimagine the future you know Mm. taking the best of what is Mm. all of this stuff that we've been a part of has Mm. got us this far Mm. you know all of it has got us this far that couldn't be more positive the good the bad the challenging the stuff that i got wrong the stuff that you got wrong the stuff that we did and Mm. was brilliant the stuff that people did or didn't do did Mm. or didn't say it got us this far and i'm like you know what reimagining the future is is good good (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for it to drop there Sorry if I forced it and you had another word. I couldn't think of another word. I good good is an ample word. I couldn't hold my breath for yeah, any longer. That's alright. Um if you were a character in modern family, who would you be? Oh probably Phil. Phil Dunphy. Because <laughs> you help people. Phil Dunphy. Because he doesn't always know what he's doing or why he's doing it. And he just wants he he's he gets himself into right bother just pickles. for being pickles for for just trying to serve people and yeah. help people he is, he yeah is awesome, that's phil yeah, dunphy yeah, i do yeah. like phil dunphy and he's a bit of a geek as well uh on the things that he likes okay so if you were a character of modern family i mean i know who i think you would be but 
who would you be? Um, <laughs> well, Gracie says, and I have to agree, probably Jay Pritchett, the guy yeah. who owns closets, closets, closets. <laughs> I think you. I think you're just I probably do right. Think like him. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a touch of Cam as well. Oh, a bit of flamboyance. You have got a bit of like drama, drama about you. Yeah, but I think Jay's got drama. Yeah, it's true, and they get on. They actually get on quite do, well, yeah. though, don't they? They do, and they like football, yeah, but they also have a bit of a drama. Yeah. yeah. So well, anyway, look, enough light-hearted chat. <laughs> um, so if you, if hope you've enjoyed the series. Uh, like we'd love to hear your thoughts and if we can connect with you send us a, we'd love to connect with you talk about any of it and um, we like we like yeah. people we want to help so if we can help uh, direct message us on Instagram um, you can send us a, me- a message on Facebook because we've got Facebook up and running soon enough we'll have um, a Kingdom Company website up and running too yep. that's in the in the uh, in the in the works development and um, yeah uh, right we'll see you shortly maybe should do a series too. We, do really. I think we should do because I've already thinking of all the things that I'd like to talk oh, about. Right, okay. So well, if it's things that you'd like to hear about mm. in series two, because um, you know we're collaborative and we like to collaborate. Totally. Like, let us know. Let, let us know and um, mm. like, you know, that'd be brilliant. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Later. Later. If you'd like to know more, you can subscribe to our podcast channel for regular episodes and updates or follow us at Kingdom Company on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.